God is good all the time and all the time. I'll praise him like he's good. Shout like he's good. Worship like he's good. Y'all may be seated. I want to get right into the word. This word God placed in my spirit for today, right after Pentecost Sunday, last Sunday, which was amazing. This is a post-Pentecost production. I want to speak to you on the subject matter, the want versus the need. The want versus the need. The want versus the need. The subtitle would be, From a Lame Beggar to a Leaping Worshipper. But first, you have to create that reality of differentiating between the want versus the need. I need everyone here and everyone who's streaming, if you haven't downloaded on your phone a Bible app, do it now. Open up your Bibles. We're going to read together. You should have a digital Bible, a physical Bible. Everyone should have a Bible. The Word of God is the Word of God is the Word of God. The heavens and the earth will pass away, but God's Word will Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of and hearing from the word of God. Let's go. Acts chapter 3. If you don't have it, download it real quick. There's a Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi password is Pastor Sam is the best unbelievable pastor of all time. I'm totally making that's one, it's a joke, two, untrue. Uh, ask that front row. They don't even like me, but just go. It is Acts chapter 3. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon. Put this in perspective. Right after the Holy Spirit descended, this is what they did. This is what people of the Spirit do. They don't stay in the building. This is critical. So watch. They they came out. They're en route. They're doing things. And this is the first encounter outside the temple gate. Now, this is powerful because they're on their way to 3 o'clock church service, so they, they understand that going to church is important. It's important, even on Memorial Day weekend. Going to church is important. But watch this. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Carry him in, please. Each day he was put beside the temple gate. The name of the gate is called Beautiful, the Beautiful Gate. Somebody say the Beautiful Gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. So he could beg. So I'm going to need you to to do the cup out. And in this church, we're so creative, we will will promote the merch. In the middle of a begging component. Yeah, there it is. This is it right there. (laughs) So the one called beautiful. So he could beg from people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John, I need a Peter and a John, different set. These guys didn't carry him in. Come here on this side. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but what I'll give you is what I have. In the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. As he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up 
stood on his feet, he began to walk. He began to do what he could not do before. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's porch where the man was holy tightly. He was holding tightly to Peter and John. Let me give you what the Lord gave me for you. Number one, don't just look at the beautiful, live in the beautiful. Let me repeat that. Don't just look at the beautiful, live in the beautiful. Once upon a time, there was a man who was born crippled, surrounded by a group of individuals who would, on a daily basis, place him in front of a gate that led to the temple, a gate called beautiful. First, don't tell me you can't relate. So right now, you're probably thinking, I know what it is to be Peter. I know what it is to be John. And I may know what it is to be one of that group right there that will carry other people to a place where they can have their wants met. But don't tell me you've never been this, right? Because some of y'all say, I've never been that. So you're telling me you've never been in a place where you needed your friends to carry you from one place to another. Don't act like you've never been here. You want to be this and you want to be that. But maybe, maybe, maybe not physically, but maybe financially. What about spiritually? What about emotionally? What about relationally? Don't ever tell me you've never had a chapter in your life where you needed some people to carry you from one season to another season, from one place to another. You depended on others to make it through. And if you tell me I've never been there, no one ever had to carry me. Man, if it wouldn't be for someone carrying me with their prayers, I wouldn't be here right now. If someone wouldn't have carried me through their intercession, I wouldn't be here right now. So I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the people that carried me. And I praise God for the people that prayed for me. How many are grateful for those that spoke into you? Yet due to his condition, the crippled man could not go into the temple. The crippled man on a daily basis lives before something beautiful but never stepped in. He lived seeing other people step into the temple. But according to the law, according to the cultural parameters, he was confined Ooh, in front of something beautiful. Tradition said, if you're crippled, you can't go in. Culture said, if you're crippled, you can't go in. In essence, your condition determines your position. But praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Close to 2,000 years ago, Jesus shed his blood. And resurrecting, granting all of us, the crippled, the hurting, the weak, the poor, the marginalized. Somebody should praise right about now. The imperfect, the sinner, the broken. Through the blood of Jesus, we all have access to the beautiful presence of almighty God. If you know what I'm talking about, give God a praise like you know. It's no longer my condition that determines my position. Let me repeat that. It's no longer my condition that determines my position. It's his forgiveness that determines my position. It's his grace that determines my position. It's his mercy that determines my position. It's God's love that determines my position. I am where I am because of the great I am. When you are born again, God's presence lives in you so you can live in God's presence. Yes, 
When you are born again, you don't live outside the gate. You live inside his presence. When you are born again, you just don't look at the temple. You are the temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16. When you're born again, then the following biblical truths truly come to life. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. So some of you right now are just like this lame man. You find yourself looking at something beautiful but never ever stepping into it. You find yourself crippled by your condition and by your surroundings. You find yourself handicapped by what you were born with and crippled by what's been created around you. But I'm here to tell you to get ready. On Memorial Day weekend, woo, as we come out of this COVID pandemic, get ready. Your season of looking and not stepping into comes to an end right here, right now. This message may be for you. You're not going to look at the gate called beautiful. You're going to step into beautiful things. I'm here to declare, and I sense the anointing of the Lord, a season of beautiful things. I prayerfully believe and declare that you're about to step into the beautiful. You're about to go from being on the outside looking in to living in the inside, blessing everyone out. Are you with me right now? You're about to go from broken to beautiful. I'm preaching to someone. You're about to go from broken to beautiful, beautiful grace, beautiful holiness, beautiful mind, beautiful faith, beautiful health, beautiful relationships. Don't just look at the beautiful, live in the beautiful. Don't just live looking at God's beautiful presence, live in God's beautiful presence. If you're getting this, raise your hand. Number two, number two, number two, Peter and John, number two. This is like the Peter and John dream team right here. Peter and John buff. Right? That's crazy. These are the guys, right? This is wow. Praise God. Man, holy creatine. Number two, this is the part that got me. Don't just focus on your wants. Focus on your needs. Let me explain it. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is actually the story of one man interacting with three sets of people. This is actually a story about three groups of people that interacted with this man. There is a group, the first group is the group of people who, and we all act, the two primary groups are on stage right now. We have these sets of people in our lives. We have this. You and I have this. One group of people. There's a group of key people who will give us what we want, and there's a group of people who will facilitate what we need. He wanted money, but he needed healing. He wanted a temporary fix, but he needed a permanent solution. He wanted reinforcement of his now, but what he needed was a revelation for his next. These two groups represent a choice, a choice between the group that carried him in and the group that said, uh-uh, no, your season of being carried in is coming to an end. We have these groups, a choice between a temporary blessing or a permanent breakthrough, a choice between a touch or a transformation, a choice between make me comfortable or change me, a choice between surviving outside the gate or thriving in the temple. You are who surrounds you. 
You are who surrounds you. And some of you have experienced this. For You've been experiencing this, you, and you, you're more dependent on a group of people, we're speaking metaphorically now, who emotionally, relationally, spiritually, maybe even financially, all they do is carry you and place you in a place where you have to be like this. And, and, and again, this may, there may be no ill intent here. There may be good intentions, like they think they're helping you out, because, and they do it out of compassion, but compassion without conviction can lead to control. You did not get that. Compassion without conviction can lead to control. But when conviction is delivered with compassion, that will lead to change. I'm preaching to somebody right about now. Surround yourself with people that help you address your needs and not just accommodate your wants. Surround yourself with people that will tell you what God has to say, not just what you want to hear. Surround yourself with people that ignite your faith and not just validate your feelings. Surround yourself with people that can help. I feel the Lord. Surround yourself with people that help create an atmosphere for your anointing. Surround yourself with people that will not permit you to live outside the gate. Surround yourself with people that love you enough to tell you stop begging, start believing. Are you with me right now? You don't need this group anymore. You need this group. You need a group of people to tell you God didn't make you to be like that. God didn't bring you on this planet to be like that. God has a greater purpose for you, for your life, for your home, for your relationship, for your circumstance. If you're getting this, raise your hand. If you understand this. Lift up your hands. I'm believing God is about, God's about to surround you with the kind of people like Peter and John. You've been carried in for too long. You've been dependent for too long on people that place you before the beautiful but never take you in. On people that are satisfied with seeing you beg instead of seeing you walking and leaping and praising and worshiping and having a testimony. I am declaring by faith in the name of Jesus that season is over. That season is over. From now on, God's going to bring Peter and John's into your life that will radically change your position and your condition and that of your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. If you're receiving to say amen. Woo. We all have this. So who are you listening to? You're either listening to that group, the carriers, or those that refuse to carry you in and refuse to give you what you want, but are fully committing to giving you what you need. If you're getting this, raise your hand. You're never, ever going to live in the beautiful until you adhere to this group. Are you getting this right now? Don't just, last point, don't just pray about it. Act, act on it. These three points. This is the last one. Don't just pray about it. Act on it. Because all we, some, there's a difference. Watch. Peter, I'm, it's Memorial Day weekend. I feel like a little running here today because this is just this is right about right. This right here, they, Peter and John, 
This is what they did. Y'all get closer here. They looked at him. These guys carried him. Can you get some money? No, I ain't going to give you. I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. And then, then, then they do this. Peter and John looked at him and said, it said, first thing they said was, look, look at us. Look, look. This, they actually said that. Look at us. Verse 4. Let me have your undivided attention. That's what they're saying. They're saying, you're looking for something in my hand. But I want you to look what's coming out of my heart. My character is my currency. You missed that. My character is my money. My character is my currency. Oh, I feel the Lord. We need some church folk to stand up with the kind of testimony that when the world is looking for something here, the church will say, uh-uh, my character is my currency. I don't have silver and I don't have gold, but what I have, I will give unto you. What I have is Jesus. What I have is joy. What I have is integrity. What I have is peace. What I have is anointing. Look at us. Somebody shout, look at us. Look at our testimony. Look what the Lord has done. Look at me, man. I'm Galatians 2.20. One version says that the one who yelled, look at me, was Peter. Wild. Peter. If there's anyone who had the right to say, look at me. You know what Peter is saying? Peter is saying, look at me. Do you know who, you know what I've been through? Look at me. Look at me. I walked with the man for three and a half years. At the bottom of the ninth inning when he needed me most, I denied him three times. I went back to my old job fishing. I went back. I was naked outside in the middle of the sea. When the man who I denied, who died, resurrected, he called me out by name. And he told me to come to him. Look at me. I shouldn't be here right now. But here I am. I shouldn't be talking to you right now. But here I am. I should be dead or I should be outside of this region but here I am look at me I have a testimony and then I was in a room the same room where we had the last supper I was in a room and just like he told us wait till the Holy Spirit falls upon you and I was praying with Mary his mama with every his brothers his family the other disciples 120 of us stuck around and then the Holy Spirit came and he filled us and now I'm here to tell you look at me look what the Lord has done Look what the Lord has done. Somebody, you want to heal the world? I dare you to walk out there and say, look what the Lord has done. Look how he healed my body. Look how he saved my family. Look how he set me free from depression and anxiety, from drugs. Look what the Lord has done. Somebody say, look at me. Then he. I don't have silver or gold, but what I have, I give it to you. And then he says the following. In the name. In the name. 
He looked at a begging lame man looking at the beautiful never stepping in, dependent on people to carry him for so long. He said, in the name, why in that name? In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Why? Because there exists no other phrase. These are the most powerful words ever ordained to shift the atmosphere and unleash heaven. John 14, John 14 verse 12 says, Verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. They will do even greater things because I'm going to the Father. You ask for anything in my name and I will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it. There's a name that shifts the atmosphere. There's a, there's a name that sets the captive free. There is a name. There is a name that prompts sickness to flee and healing to arrive. There is a name that will provoke every devil and demon to surrender. There is a name that opens doors. There is a name that activates overflow. If we lift up that name, not our name, not Sam Rodriguez, not New Season, not our label, not our hashtag, but that name. It is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody... Say that name. Lift up that name. Somebody shout unto that name with the voice of triumph. In that name. Somebody say, in that name. Say it like you believe it. In that name. All things are possible. If you're getting this, raise both hands. If you're truly getting this, raise both hands. Don't just... don't So... The third point was, don't just pray about it, act on it. Where did he act on it? I'm going to show you. So he says, in the name of Jesus. But then, here, I want you to do this. So you're my Peter here. I want you to take him by the hand. Hold on. Ready? At the count of three, I want you to just help him stand up. Now, watch this. He just didn't pray about it. He acted on it. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. You, you, no, you, you missed it. Not just pray. He says, I pray, now I'm going to act on my prayer. No, you, you, you did not get that. Don't just pray about it. Act on what you prayed about. There are two types of people in this auditorium and in Los Angeles and streaming around the world. There are those that pray about it, and then there are those that pray, and I'm going to take a step of faith and act on what I did. Anybody know what it is to pray and act? Anybody know what it is? Not just to pray about it, but walk like God already did it. Praise like God already did it. Live like God already did it. Give like God already did it. Love like God already did it. Worship like God already did it. Help him up. Stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. Don't just pray about it. Act on it. Your family is just one push away. Your breakthrough is one touch away, one seed away, one hug away, one prophetic decree away. Oh, he, he, he jumped up. Let's do that again. I'm just, I'm a, I do it by the book. So I want you to help him up. Now, I want this hand, right hand, just like the Bible says. I want you to help him. I don't want you to casually get up. Let me get this out of your way here. I want you to jump up like that man jumped up. That man, I'm reading it from the book. 
He took him by the right hand. As he did, the man's feet and ankles. So you get up. As you get up, the first thing he did, he jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. This is wild. No, no, no. Then, then this is exactly what he did in order. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple, not with them, but with them. In other words, God didn't heal you for you to say, I am healed. God healed you so you can step into where you couldn't step into. Are you getting this? God got you on your feet, not for you to post on Instagram, I'm on my feet, but for you to step into what you saw others step into. Every day, you saw other people get their breakthrough. Every day, you saw other people get their miracle. Every day, you saw other people go into the temple, but now you're going, it's my turn now. I was healed. So ready? One, two, three, get them up. That's it. Now walk. Just like he walked, walk, 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 he walked, he walked. Now, now, now here comes, he went in. Somebody say he went in. He was no longer on the outside begging. He was on the inside praising. Now, 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 ready? Walk with me. Where, where, where's the crowd at? Crowd, you, the crowd. This is the third group I talked to you about. I told you this is a story about a, a, a lame man with three groups of people. The first group is the group that will carry you and give you what you want. The second group is the prophetic group, the post-Pentecost group, who will give you what you need. This is the in the name of Jesus group. But there's a third group that you will interact with in your life. I'm reading it from the book. The third group in your life is the group from verse 10. When they realized he was the lame beggar going into the temple that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They were perplexed. They were like, what? They rushed out in amazement to see this man. That's that group. You're that group. You represent the kind of people that said, that will say, wait a second. We're used to seeing you begging. You're not begging anymore. The last time we saw you, you were outside the gate with a little cup promoting the new season merch. And now you're here with us. I'm prophesying to you. You're about to see that third group rise up. You're about to hear a bunch of people say, how in the world did you get here? You're about to hear a bunch of people say, the last time we saw you, you weren't like this. But look at you. You're jumping. You're praising. You're worshiping. You're going from glory to glory, from favor to favor. Somebody shout, look what the Lord has done. You're about to experience this. Lift up your hands. Last time we saw you, we thought you were going to... You thought, we thought you were going to live forever outside the gate and die there. But here you are. You're about to surprise some people. You're about to surprise some folk. You're about to surprise some family members. 
some friends and even some haters. You're about to surprise a lot of people. If you believe that with me, take the next 20 seconds and give Jesus some praise and right there with your mouth, just give him glory. In your business, in your relationship, with your anointing, with your life transformation, with the character of Christ growing in you as you look more like Jesus, act more like Jesus, your character is your currency. Hence, look at us. If we as believers can come out of the church and look at a world that is crippled, the world right now is outside the beautiful looking in. In the meantime, here we are coming to temple. It's not just what we do in the temple, it's what we do outside the gate. Don't pass by the beggar and ignore him. Speaking metaphorically and physically, by the way, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, in every sense of the applicable manifestation of that verbiage and phrase. Beggar, we have what they need. We have what they need. Give me money. No, 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 no. I have more than money. Character is our currency. Holiness is our currency. Faith is our currency. Grace is my currency. Are you getting this right now? We're done. If you got this message, just raise one hand. Do me a favor. I'm just going to show you. Hold on tightly to both of them. This becomes a debate. The Greek phrase here is that when they saw him, after he jumped and leaped and prayed, then when they saw him in Solomon's porch, the the colonnade part of the temple, they found him like this, standing, doing all of that, but holding tightly to the guys who facilitated the miracle. You can look at it two ways. You can look at it in the practical way. The practical way is, this guy hasn't done this, you know, this, this is, after all these years, crippled. He wants to make sure, naturally, that he ain't going to fall again. I'm just not going to, I'm just, I, I just got this stuff. I haven't used it a lot. I'm going to hold on to the people that God used to give me this stuff. So we got to understand that when people first get their breakthroughs, they have to be surrounded by people. That they can hold on tightly to. Because sometimes we come and we pray for people for healings and miracles and breakthroughs and we let them go on their own. They need to be surrounded by people. In the first part of that, am I preaching to anyone? In the first days, the first weeks, the first months, they got to be surrounded by people. Because the enemy will try to come and lie to them and tell them, go back. No, 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 no. You, we, we need to surround them and tell them, no, 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 no. Look what the Lord had. Jump again. Praise again. Walk again. You're not where you used to be. Somebody say, hold on tightly. Heavenly Father, seal this word right now. In every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, in every single person in this auditorium, those that are streaming all around the world right now. Heavenly Father, right now, seal this word. Lord, you told me to speak about this. You told me just to tell them, tell them. Don't just look at the beautiful, live in the beautiful. Don't just focus on what you want. More importantly, focus on what you need. Surround yourself with people. Not those that will accommodate your wants, but those that will facilitate what you truly need. And don't just pray about it. Act on it. 
those three don'ts. It's what we share today by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, plant this word in every heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, every family, every circumstance right now. I decree and declare by faith that we're going to come out leaping, jumping, worshiping, and praising. We're going to celebrate Memorial Day weekend like we've never celebrated before. In Jesus' name.